everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. The twins were seven years old, and they were in Lisa's SUV. She was following a truck pulling a trailer. The truck slammed on its brakes. Lisa slammed on her brakes and tapped the horn. Landra, one of the twins, said, Mom, don't do that. Don't honk the horn because the guy in the truck might do that finger thing. That's about all she knew regarding the middle finger. In anatomy, it's called digitus medius. Some call it the finger in isolation. Others say, you're flipping the bird. Or my friends from Australia say, you're flicking someone off. The middle finger. The ubiquitous middle finger. It's a cultural icon, is it not? I think if the truth were known, we probably flip people off millions of times a day. How do you feel when someone flips you off? I feel violated. I feel vile. I feel vulgar. I feel anger. I, I want to chase the person down and give him or her a piece of my mind. It's so interesting that this profane and obscene gesture is so hip, it's so cool, yet our culture, we are pretty much into profanity. Profanity, though, has become so commonplace, it's lost its profaneness. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Man, that's just the way people talk. That's just the gestures we make. The middle finger. If you think about the middle finger, in essence, there's almost like a spiritual artery that runs from the middle finger all the way down to the middle of our lives, to the middle of our heart and our soul. This gesture again, shows the depravity of man almost more than any other gesture I can, I can think about. I've been talking about gestures, as I've been saying around here, that 93% of communication is nonverbal. So gestures mean a lot. Our words mean a lot, too. And, and you know, I, I'm always hesitant to place people in categories, but today I thought I would start this talk off asking you to place yourself in a category of profanity, a category of, of your coarseness, of being vulgar. Now, I'm not, hear me, like here's Mr. Pastor speaking down to people. We're all fellow strugglers in this. We all have a propensity toward profanity. Yet, God has a lot 
to say about it, but, but I thought before we got into the depth of the middle finger, we would just sort of categorize ourselves. Now, when I, when I mention these categories, don't raise your hand. Oh, it's, oh, that's me. No, I don't think you'll want to raise your hand. Or don't elbow your husband, ladies. Or don't look at someone that you know who might be in this category. But, but, but I do think it's interesting because I have been around a lot of profane people in my life. If you think about it, as a pastor, profanity is my business. Sin is my business. Yeah, okay. Well, let's talk about some categories. Are you ready? The first category is the person who is self-unaware, just clueless. And if I'm talking to you and you're like, man, I'm not self-unaware. Well, you're self-unaware because you're unaware that you're self-unaware. So if you're like, oh, you must be talking about someone else. No, I'm talking to you because you're self-unaware. The clueless swearer, you know, because a lot of us are on a perpetual swear-a-thon. The clueless swearer is someone that just says all these words, all of these profane things, all of this coarse gesturing without even understanding or realizing what they're saying. The Bible says in Ephesians 5 verse 4, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor, is this convicting, crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Are you clueless? It's my prayer that those of us who are clueless, we're all clueless in a certain way, need to be clued in. Let's talk about another fun category, the wheels off category. That's the person who pretty much has the wheels on. I mean, you're like cruising through life and everything is fine, but something will happen. You know, an altercation at work, a situation at school, your kid does this or that, and all of a sudden, the wheels are off. You just cuss a blue streak. You're just in that swearathon mentality, and you're like, where did that come from? Why did I say that? I mean, how could I even think those things or call that person those things? And I said that to my spouse, my best friend, my father. What's wrong with me? Profanity. It hurts the heart of God. Profanity. When I'm profane, in essence, I'm flipping God off. I'm saying, God, I'm going to say, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to make the gestures that I want to make, and I don't give a flying flip about what you say. My son, EJ, is in love with a beautiful girl, and... Her family's Filipino. They've been involved in our church for a long time. Incredible people. And this girl's an amazing young lady. Well, EJ, this is kind of funny to me. Well, it's not funny, it's good. Because of his love for Jessica, 
has, has been trying to learn Tagalog, which is speaking Filipino. So he's learned some words, some phrases, some sentences, Tagalog. And we're like, wow, EJ, that's impressive. And I thought, why in the world would EJ want to do that? Love. That's what love will cause you to do. So those of us who say, okay, Jesus is my savior, the Lord of my life. Those of us who are in that camp, we should be like, Lord, I want to learn your language because of our love. We don't want to trash the name of Jesus. We don't want to empty the name of God. Yeah, what do people say? God damn. God doesn't damn anyone. Where in the Bible does God damn someone? He doesn't. We damn ourselves. If you go to hell, you will make that choice. It's God's will for everyone to go to heaven. You know, I did play basketball at Florida State University. I always say that because, uh, I don't know, I say it because God did a lot of things in my life when I was playing basketball at Florida State. I spent the, the majority of my career riding the bench. My average, my lifetime average is 0.6 points per game. I did start a couple of games. And, you know, I'm, a, I'm an FSU letterman. That's cool, I have a jacket and all that. I'm part of the Letterman's Club, but you know, that's about my career. I just wasn't good enough. Those guys were too good. I did sign though three autographs in my career. <laughs> three. And I felt so good after signing an autograph. You know, I walked out of the dressing room and I would wet my hair in the sink. I didn't need to take a shower, but it looked like, you know, sweat and stuff. And this never happened in Tallahassee, where Florida State is. It happened like we were playing the University of Louisville or Minnesota or Marquette. And I walked outside of the dressing room. Little kids are around. And three times I signed my autograph. I think these kids mistook me for another player because I looked like one of the star players and they... They didn't know, they were just kids. But I did sign the autograph. But that's three more than you've signed. <laughs> I would sign Ed Young, then put my number, number 12, I used to say, Lisa, number 12 in your program, number one in your heart. <laughs> and you know I'd write this verse, a Bible verse by my autograph, three times I did it. Romans chapter 12, verses one and two. Verse two says that do not conform to the pattern of this world. Literally, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Don't let the world squeeze you into profanity, into a swearathon, into coarse talk or, or, or nastiness or vileness. Don't let that happen. Even though it's in the lyrics of most songs, even though it's pretty much in every movie, even though it's the language we hear in school, even though we're just bombarded by profanity, don't let that happen. Parents, set the standard. Set 
the course, set the goal. Don't just say, hey, don't say the S word. Hey, don't say the F word. Explain why, the why. We're made for something better. We're made for something bigger. God wants our words to set the course of our lives. And so often our coarse gesturing and coarse talking leads us down a bad course. When we curse, literally we're bringing a curse on our lives. I don't want my life to be cursed. How about the arrogant person? Some people are arrogant swearers. Do you know people like that? They just rip it, man. They're just boom, boom, dropping those F-bombs. Let me tell you what I did recently. And I'm even shy to tell you the story, but I'm going to tell it. I will. I was with a friend of mine. I've got to be careful how I say this. Because every time I say something, people are like, are you talking about me? That's how narcissistic we all are. No, I'm not talking about you, because this person I'm talking about doesn't live close to where our campuses are. Anyway, I was with a guy. And this guy, you know, drops a lot of F-bombs. I can tell, though, when he's around me, he edits his, his language. And we had gone to a party the night before, and it was almost a record F-bomb fest. I mean, it's just like every other word I'm talking about amazing. It was used in every part of speech, just the F-bomb. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do something to my friend to show him how bad his language is. I just started F-bombing him right back. I was throwing the F-word around. He turned pale. He was, he had never heard you use profanity in my life, man, we've been friends for these years. What? I don't, I, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't sound right. I said, hey, what do you think it sounds like to me? But forget me. What do you think it sounds like to God? I don't know if it was right to do that. <laughs> I've never told that story. can't believe I said that. But in the moment, it was so, I don't know. It was, it was, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. The F word means simply, you know, intercourse. Yeah, man, you're, isn't that funny? We just say intercourse all the time. Intercourse, 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 intercourse. Fornication, 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 adultery, adultery, adultery. I'm urinated off, you know. You're full of excrement. Someone makes a bad call in a football game. Cow manure, cow manure, cow manure. It's pretty funny, isn't it? It really is funny. This is a, this is a funny message. So some people are arrogant. They shake, again, gesture. They're a puny little fist in the face of God. And then there's the other one. I, I just mentioned this, another category, the editor. 
So you've got four categories working. The clueless, the wheels off, the arrogant, and the editor. The editor is someone who edits their language. Uh, because I'm a pastor, I've, I've seen so many people try to edit their language. Some people don't edit their language. I mean, I've heard this numerous times. I'll go out into the lobby between services. Ed, I'll tell you something, man, that was a hell of a service. I go, man, I appreciate that, but we're trying to keep people like you out of hell. I've heard that many times. And I'm happy people like that are coming to the church and they feel free to say that. I mean, I don't like them using that, but they said that. But people edit themselves. Just like, Ed, what in the, what are you doing? That was a, uh, you know, kind of hesitate, you know, like that when they're, when, and, and it's just, I just laugh. Or I'll meet someone like I did yesterday. I was running around our neighborhood, met, met this couple, and, and they started talking. This guy was dropping this, dropping that. And, uh, by the way, tell me what you do for a living. Oh, I love this part. <laughs> I took my sunglasses off. I'm a pastor. You could see the rewind. Oh, I, I didn't mean that. I really, let me, let me apologize. Excuse my French. I just said stuff and I can't. I'm, I'm, hey, hey, here's what I tell people. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to thee. Don't apologize to me. I've heard it all. Sin is my business. Profanity is what we do around here. First time I ever saw someone try to edit a cussing fit was my dentist. I was in the fifth grade. This guy's name was Dr. Rupert Cuny. He was a weird little guy. He loved the outdoors, but he would talk. He had a, had a voice like this. And when he would talk to you, he was working on your teeth, he would say, well, you're right. Cuspid needs some work. Is it about time to Rinse your mouth out. Like that. It's like, I, it's almost like he would pause and you're like, did he hear what I'm saying? Do I need to? Anyway, he had all these trophies just littered in his office. Beautiful trophies of these, you know, deer head and these fish and everything. And I've always enjoyed asking questions. And I said, Dr. Cuny, all your travels around the world, have you ever been hooked before? I mean, have you ever had a fishing hook buried in your skin. I'm glad you asked me. I was fishing with a friend of mine, Dr. Alfred Tinko, and he had a big old treble hook with an earthworm on it, and he reared back. And that damn dang 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 d a n g dang 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 hook caught me behind the dang ear. He turned as red as a beet. I felt so sorry for him. Here I am, the pastor's kid. He's trying to, you know, be all holy and righteous, and he's just like. Boom. That's funny. Maybe you're the editor. Maybe you're like the chameleon. Maybe like 
With one group, you're talking this way. With another group, you're talking another way. Oh, excuse me, do you speak swear ease? <laughs> so do I. Yeah, it just comes out. I don't know what I'm saying with that same person when he's around or she's around another group won't say that. See, see, it's, it's different. But again, this message is not just a message about don't cuss and watch your tongue. Let's start a swearing club, a jar, you know, and, 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 and when you, when you curse, you know, you drop a quarter in the jar. No, it's more than that. It's a heart issue. Did you hear what I said earlier? It's from the heart. The heart is the seat of our self. It's where our emotions and intellect, and it's where everything, everything falls. It's, it's the foundation of who we are. So this is a heart issue. Matthew 15, 18, Jesus said, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. In Luke chapter 6, verse 45, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his what? Heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What I'm talking about, profanity is a symptom of a heart condition. What I'm talking about by the words, by the gestures, by the attitudes, by the lifestyle, I'm talking about symptoms of a deeper issue. Jesus is the great physician. He wants to operate. The scripture is the sacred scalpel. The scripture can slice and cut to the core. Life is so short. We have an opportunity to leverage our words, our attitudes, our actions, even our gestures to show the love of God. The psalmist says in Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. What if we could do a spiritual sonogram on everyone right now? Test me, Lord, test me. And know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. I pray that we make the decision today to speak, to gesture, to live the way our great God wants us to. The great physician wants to touch your heart. And he will. If you'll let him. As our heads are bowed for prayer, Father, I thank you for this message. I thank you for our great church. I thank you for the ability that we have to speak, to encourage, to challenge, to praise you. I ask God that we make our words meditations from our heart that please you 
because you are, oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Some of you are just maybe some words away from saying, Jesus, come into my life. Just say that. You can say, Jesus, come into my life. You might be watching online. You could be at our brand new campus in Norman. You could be in downtown Dallas. You could be in South Florida somewhere. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. Others of us need to really do some work with vulgarity and profanity. May we see the opportunity that we have to glorify God. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless. God bless.